Hey y'all, before we jump into today's episode, we would like to invite you to a special event we're hosting on May 30th called Women in Whiskey. Join us for an adult field trip filled with Southern fun at the Jack Daniels Distillery right here in our home state of Tennessee. Get ready to learn while sipping. We will be taking a private tour of the distillery, enjoy a barbecue lunch on the beautiful hillside, and partake in early happy hour with cocktails provided by Jack Daniels as we listen in on a conversation with women who work in the industry. The conversation will be led by yours truly, your hosts of the Steel Magnolias podcast. Learn more about the event at steelmagnoliaspodcast.com. You can grab your tickets there and we cannot wait to see you on May 30th. And now on with the show. If you've ever had the opportunity to visit one of the Florida, South Carolina, or North Carolina beaches that border the Atlantic Ocean in the summer months, you may have seen areas taped off for the protection of sea turtle hatchlings. Join us at the table as we discuss the endangered species of loggerhead sea turtles that often grace our southern beaches. I'm Lainey, and I'm Laura Beth, and we are Steel Magnolias, the strength of steel with the grace of a magnolia. We are here to have uplifting conversations about life in the South, and we've got plenty of room at our table, so pull up a chair. Welcome back to another dose of your Southern culture for the week. Hope y'all are having a good week. I want to go ahead and wish my sister a happy birthday. When this episode releases, she will have already celebrated, but so thankful to celebrate another year of your life and all the wonderful things that God's bringing into your life and into our podcast together. So much. Goodness. Good season. So happy birthday, sis. Thank you. I appreciate that. We also want to give a special shout out to a patron crossing the one year mark of supporting us of monthly donations. Thank you so much to Becky of Hurricane West Virginia. You are amazing. Yes, we so appreciate you. Yeah, we hope that you are extra blessed. And if you want to find out how you can get in on the perks and extra content from us, you can visit patreon.com slash steelmagnolias where you can find out what membership level you would like to join us at and all of the sort of swag and gifts (laughs) that you get back for giving. So. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Becky. We appreciate your your commitment to us. Yes, we do. Okay, it is vacation season. Many of you are vacationing in the very places that we are going to be discussing today. So we thought it was very apropos to talk about loggerhead sea turtles. Yeah, so this is the world's largest hard-shell turtle. Mm-hmm. Slightly larger at average in maximum weight than the green sea turtle, which is also huge. Huge. And the Galapagos tortoise. Oh, wow. So I want to go to the Galapagos Islands. I knew you were going to say that. Well, I've been fascinated with that area before because they have so many species that are only there. I just think it would be fun to see. Yeah. 
And, you know, I like travel. So, anyhow. Well, yeah, I mean, huge head, large head on these guys. <laughs> that, hence the name. And it supports this really powerful jaw right. and muscles that enable them to Crunch feed things. on very hard-shelled prey, like a conch. Like yeah. you've seen, you yeah. know, you may have seen that on the, the shore line before. Um, but, yeah, they're chomping through some really hard surfaces once they're big once they're big yes so this is the thing is this is an endangered species we'll talk about why in a minute but when they're little you know just just born or even those first years that they're getting going they are prey to a lot yes of things even crabs when they're first born you know so it's like wow um you can see why there would be Right. Not many of them that make it to further life. Yes. Okay. Yes. So the endangerment is the infancy stage, really. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So in the Atlantic Ocean, the greatest concentration of loggerheads is along that southeastern coast bordering, Mm -hmm. you know, the Atlantic. Mm -hmm. And it was really fascinating to me that I looked up on a map, global map, of where the concentration of these loggerheads are born. Okay. And second from that Atlantic coast coastline um, was Japan. So I'm like, this is just really interesting. There's other places too, but those were the top two. So it jumps from here to Japan. That seems weird. And so I just think that's pretty cool that Uh God gave us these creatures Uh to (laughs) be born on our beaches. Yes. Yeah. So anyhow. Sorry, go ahead. No, well, the, the mothers will lay these hatchlings in the sand so this is something that's unique is they only come ashore once they're adult yes the adult mothers to lay the eggs yes other than that they're out they're out yeah they're in the water yeah that's where they live traveling the world and this is happening now may through august is really the time frame of when you're going to see this see that having them lay the yeah, eggs yeah and i think it's unusual to see one lay in the day i think they usually lay in the night okay i, I believe that's right and the incubation is around 80 days okay so they dig this huge hole which yes. the, even that i'm just like i really wish without encroaching upon them i could watch, watch all of this thing, go down right this huge hole has to be dug in like you were saying a very dry area of the beach so that has to be that has to come pretty close to where you're going to be seeing oceanfront condos and exactly townhomes now which that didn't used to be an issue yeah right yeah so here's another reason we're endangered yeah that they're endangered yeah so yeah so then they they deposit their eggs right and i can't remember the number of eggs they lay did you hundreds find that? it's like 117 it's like, i think was the average see the yeah. number yeah but again that is you know it's kind of sad because not even all of them will make it to hatch right the eggs get eaten by crabs and yeah seagulls and yeah all kinds of things yeah and then once they do start to hatch this is so amazing. If you've ever seen, I mean, we'll just have to, maybe in the show notes, we can tell where you can watch some videos or something. Uh-huh. I have a couple of places. Okay. They just hatch out and they got to dig their way out of that little hole. They got to make their way up out of that big hole. Yes. And to the water. Yes. And that is quite a feat for these little tiny things to do. So again, can you imagine getting to see these little itty bitties just 
I have a picture in my head, and I don't know if that's because I've seen a movie or documentary or yeah. something, but I, I can picture oh, in my head totally. the voyage, the maiden voyage into the water of just hundreds. Yeah. And so seagulls are swooping down, crabs are trying to get them, you know, but a lot of them, some of them will make it all the yeah. way to the water and yeah. swim out. Now, I, I know we're going to be talking about specific places in a little bit, but I do want to go ahead and say in this point, Edisto Island in South Carolina, they offer nighttime ranger guided walks to try and catch a glimpse of the turtles. Oh, that's cool. Because you so, would get, I'm sure they do it well where, you know, they make sure you're safe. not messing with yes, them. Yes, at a distance. And, yes. Yes. Well, one of the things that so fascinates me about not just loggerhead sea turtles, but a lot of the sea turtles that are born on, I think the green sea turtle is the same in this regard. They bury on land, you mean? They bury on land, mm-hmm. but... Once they've made it into the ocean, they're, mm-hmm. they're a grown adult. They're traveling the world. Yes. When it when the female, two to four years old, I think, is when they start to then being able to lay. Okay, yeah. They go back to their very same beach they were born on. This blows my mind. To lay their eggs. Blows my mind. So- it almost makes me want to cry. <laughs> So, like, I want to make sure everyone catches that. So, it's believed that the nest on the beach where they were hatched decades earlier is where they are returning back to to now ha- hatch their own. Yes, like it the could be it could beach. be decades. Yes, it could be a couple of years, but c- some of these it could also be decades. Old. Yeah, coming back every time. And so, yes, there's no place like home, but also that really does show that. Well, for one, I think they're a lot more aware, probably, than I would give a turtle credit for if it understands, you know, because it sounds like they're just kind yes. of... Yes. Now, I'm not sure, uh, you know, we're not scientists. So <laughs> I'm not sure that it's like an actual brain understanding so much as it's like an internal... Yeah, that's good. That's a good distinction. Knowing? Just is that... Is that a way to say that? It, yes. I think they're now proving that this is actually has to do with the magnetic field of the earth. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. That's still God-given. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But anyhow, so in their, tra- you know, because now they can, like, s- all of this blows my mind, too, follow their migration by tagging them. Like, they'll tag them. Oh, yeah, And yeah, then yeah. they can follow the migration yeah. pattern. And Amazing. that's how they know they come back. Exactly. To the same, very same beach. And all of that's so wild. Maybe yeah, they're not just a marine biologist. They're not just recognizing. I've seen this guy here before. Yeah, he's actually, or she, excuse me, has actually been tagged. Yeah. So, anyhow, I read an article that says it's as if they have an internal compass. And it really kind of made me laugh because I'm like, because they do. Right. God gave them this internal compass that pulls them. Yes, it's also the Earth's magnetic field, but it's pulling them back to the home base. Yes. And that came from an article that I read uh, from National Geographic by Carrie Arnold in 2015. Wow. Anyhow. That's so good. Well, I've seen one of these. I saw one in Poipu, Hawaii. Poipu. And I was in a swimming area at the beach. And I don't mean I saw a hatchling. I mean, I saw probably a 250-pound loggerhead, which is what they can get up to. Unreal. And it was a spectacle. I mean, it was... Like, did you get pretty close to it? Yes. Okay. 
there was this was a lifeguarded beach which is pretty rare honestly in okay. hawaii there's a lot of beaches that they don't want you good sw- luck <laughs> they don't want you swimming on because they don't have a lifeguard okay. you know so um so there happened to be a lifeguard but the the lifeguard is was not deterring anyone but was also like pretty mindful of keeping a radius but everybody was people were just probably honestly scared to get too close but i mean it looked like this massive seal in the water it was so big so it was actually on the, the shore it would no it was in the water just oh, okay. in a swimming because i don't think they come out on the shore much unless they're hatching yeah no this was i don't think they like to be out on the in the swimming area um but yeah like i thought it was like a i don't know what i thought it was i didn't think it was a turtle it was crocodile so, it was so big <laughs> that i was like ruled out turtle a long time ago they are massive, massive. and beautiful though oh. like i was like i feel like i'm looking at a page of a children's book right yes. now they yes. just are so unique and they have that sort of friendliness look about them even though you know they are if you got close to that snout <laughs> that jaw you know that jaw fingers yeah off. Um, and then there's also a loggerhead key, Florida, which I wanted to mention. They're obviously named for the abundance of loggerhead turtles that are found on the island. And today it is the largest green and log- loggerhead turtle nesting in the Florida Keys. Okay, so it's an island. It so, is an island. Yeah, so they have nearly 15,000 turtles hatch there each summer. Whoa. No one lives there. It is so. Here's why it's a whole it's, island. There's a lot of them. It's a whole island. It's under about 50 acres. I think it was 49 acres in size. Solitary experience because you know that's what's needed to yeah. keep these going. The ferry does not go there. You would only you'd have to access it by a private boat okay. in order to get there. There might be uh, some scientists that live out there, but have a base. That would be it predators let's talk about that because again there's so many so when they're when they're in their egg worms beetles ants snakes gulls possums bears rats skunks armadillos cats uh you know like wild cats or wild dogs even wild pigs i forget that that's on some beaches yuck um can get them and then again you know when they're a little bit bigger or even juvenile crabs fish hmm. eels hmm. all kinds of things will eat them when wow. they're still little right so you know not a lot of them actually make it to where they're big enough to be more protected right you know and you're talking about not the the egg but the the already hatched I, I was, turtle yeah okay that's still yeah, it's I mean, still an issue when they're just sure. little because yeah. they're they're just so susceptible. Their heads and backs mm-hmm. are, you know, their little mm-hmm. shells are not very big and thick yet, mm-hmm. so they're just very susceptible. So another thing that's been an issue with these becoming endangered in times of of late is all of the development that's happening. So yeah, you mentioned oceanfront condos, yes. homes, all of that that have gone up on these beaches, and in these turtles. There's like an internal God-given knowing yes, that when they come out, they need to follow the reflection of the moon that yeah. takes them to the water. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. what they're looking for is the light because they usually hatch in the night. Yes. Occasionally in the day, but it's usually at night. Yes. And so they're looking for that 
the the reflection of the moon's gonna take me to the water. Even that, in my opinion, is God given because I'm guessing God knew we would enjoy beaches. Mm-hmm. We we people, we humans, those that would be enjoying nature and the beauty that is ocean. And so there's a lot more people that are gonna enjoy a beach during the day yes, than at night. That's right. So, so we'll have these guys come out in the night. Uh-huh. That's right. Uh-huh. Well, one of the problems is artificial light yes. messes this up yes. because they start to go towards the light of the big condo, right? right? Yeah. And they're getting further from the water. Right. And they're tiny. Right. So now they're going to dehydrate and die yeah. on the shore because they can't get to the water. They right. thought they were going the right way and now they can't. Or something's going to get them. Right. You know, yeah. that was already waiting for them. So... Because they're now endangered, we there's lots of rules yes. on the beaches yes. about artificial lighting. Yes. And I guess in my mind, even knowing that that was the case, I thought that meant, um, you know, spotlights, outdoor lights. I did too. Oh, no. No. That's not just your outdoor lights. That's all lighting. That's your television that's shining through. I had no idea. Your oceanfront condo. Yeah. So I've rented places before that had a house rule, I'm putting in quotes, to shut off exterior lights by 10 p.m. Okay. Sometimes even earlier, like 9 p.m. But I have stayed in places where, I mean, that is highlighted, starred, exclamation point. And I was just always thinking... Oh, I guess that's nice for the turtles. I didn't realize how life critical it was. It truly was. Yeah. Well, I have a a friend that lives on that Edisto Island. And Mm -hmm. he told me, you know, that they're real mindful with their exterior lights. But he was like, I didn't realize even the interior lights. Like, if you don't have your curtains pulled, he said, I've gotten a knock on the door. You know, by the patrol. Patrol. Um. That Whoa. said, you've got to close the curtains. You can't have your curtains open now. Whoa. You know, past whatever the time is. So it is interesting that there's so much effort put into this to protect yeah. this species so that we continue to have them. Right. Um, and so... So if you're looking at oceanfront property and you are a patio dweller, just know from May to October... You better have some drape. There's going to be some life changes in your world if you're not, yeah, looking for trouble and looking for a patrolman knocking right. on the door. And it's interesting, too, if you live in these areas, you're like, well, yeah, people do that. But, you know, I, I did, never lived on the beach. So there's even a lot of organizations where you can take an hour, you know, you volunteer to walk... From here to here, yes, for an hour, and if you see any sign of a nest or anything, right. you're to report so they can block it off. And, yeah, you know it takes a village to. It do does. This. It does, and in fact, there's some that are a little hyper in terms of not wanting you to post a picture on social media that you found it because people are people. Yeah, and they'll and they're go to dig horrible. And, yes, yeah. they're curious and they want to see the hatchlings and interesting. And okay. so there's a lot of organizations that I saw and just looking stuff up that are like, please don't post it. Please just email us because okay. people, even if you're posting it, that know the vicinity, can oh, sometimes wow. tell they might know that block of okay. condos okay. or you yeah. know what I yeah, mean. Yeah. And so they start digging on their own. And so, yeah, it's it's a big deal. Very big deal on, on how it gets reported. And like you were saying, to 
you know, ensure the survival of the eggs. There's, I know North Myrtle Beach, um, all the way to Hilton Head Island. They walk the beaches at dawn. Uh-huh. Every morning, they're looking for the sea turtles or footprints, right? Oh. They're looking for footprints. That's so funny. You'd see, like, the little, how they're little. Right. What do you call those? <laughs> their little feet. Little the little webbed feet. Yeah, yeah, uh, You know, to because that's, that's, again, they got to get out there at dawn to yeah. make sure other foot traffic hasn't already covered that up. So wow. they're looking for that untouched sand that they can detect that. And, yeah, then getting it roped off and covered with fencing to keep getting from trampled and that's the other thing is you might very unknowingly be trampling something that you weren't for sure trying to be an offender or that's right i can see me being like look at this big hole let's build a sandcastle here we've already got a moat exactly (laughs) yeah i know it's (laughs) it sounds silly but yeah just not knowing can cause some real big problems so yes the the dawn volunteers <laughs> are needed and are out there for sure oh. but the other thing that is hazardous for these hatchlings and these turtles is the just unintended capture in like fishing gear yes and so and i say yes. unintentional because i really do yeah, you know it it's they're not there's not nets that people are out but there's a lot that just gets discarded or you know unintentionally um falls off a boat or rips off from a you know from equipment and so that can cause drowning or injuries that lead to you know their eventual death but you know they can swallow hooks and there's just a lot of i I guess plastic is a danger too yeah i guess there's there's an actual the term for unintended capture is bycatch i wasn't familiar with familiar with the word bycatch but that's what it is but I wanted to share too that there is a recent good news story that came out of Folly Beach South Carolina and if you are really into this I would encourage you if you're on Facebook to check out the Folly Beach Turtle Watch program on Facebook so you can I'll link to it but you can search for Folly Turtles but they had a recent story so in in the first month of the 2022 season so that's may they had a total of 18 nests that they were watching okay. in the folly beach Just area in folly. okay now listen to this so that was 2022 in 2021 in may they had 10 nests in 2020 they had nine nests so we're or off to a promising start good because we are nowhere near the pace that was 2019 and so 2020 was hard on turtles too (laughs) y'all i'm not saying they had covid but the (laughs) pandemic hit all of us hard um but the south carolina aquarium which is there in the charleston near folly beach they had their first public turtle release in the in the past two years at the county park Right at the end of May, they had six turtles that were released, three loggerheads and three Kemp's Ridleys. I don't know much about that species, but I'm going to focus on the loggerheads. They were Moonstone, who was injured by two stingray barbs, Sunstone, who was whose front left flipper was bitten off by a shark. Flipper is the word I was looking for. Yes, flipper. Hello. Um, Yeah, Sunstone had a front left flipper that was bitten off by a shark. And Citrine, who was suffering from debilitated turtle syndrome. Don't know what that is. Don't know what that is. Anyway, they were all three 
all of those loggerheads, the six total turtles, they were released back into the water. There was a big turnout for the How release. Cute. The community came out to, to cheer on them getting back into the water. So that if you want to follow along that story, it looks really sweet. Well, did you know the loggerhead sea turtle is the official state reptile of South Carolina? No, I did not. <laughs> Makes sense. And it's sense. also the state saltwater reptile of Florida. So okay. they're making their mark on... Because I guess the reptile of Florida would be the gator. Ugh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take a turtle. <laughs> um, well, I wanted to mention some media. Because uh, okay. if this is interesting to you, I've got more. Okay. So, for one, there is a movie called Turtle, The Incredible Journey that I have not seen. Okay. I didn't have access to it. I was looking up, you know, where you could get it. But that is a movie that's specifically about loggerheads. There's a movie called, uh, an IMAX movie called Turtle Odyssey. It's it's about the green sea turtle. Okay. But similar kind of concept. And then I watched the cutest movie. I've now watched it twice with my nephew, who's four. <laughs> it says it's seven plus on the age for it. And there was a couple of things that I was like, oh, that is a little bit older than four, but not like yeah. inappropriate. Right. <laughs> um, it's called A Turtle's Tale. And so it's about this uh, green sea turtle named Sammy. Oh, is and it cartoon? It, it's cartoon. Okay. It is so stinking cute. Oh. Okay. And so it addresses a lot of these issues like, you know, oil spills and mm-hmm. um, predators in the water and just all of the things. But yeah. it also, it's really sweet because you see him as a hatchling. He has a hard time getting out of the oh. out of the um out of the hole. hole. Yeah. Um, but he finally does. That's a whole journey. But he finally gets into the water. And then it shows him as a grandfather. Oh, my gosh. Turtle. Like at the, you know. Did you cry? I teared up. I did. It's <laughs> I the cutest little movie. <laughs> anyway, A Turtle's Tale. And then I also wanted to mention, if you're like a total science nerd, and yes, I may have watched a show called The Great Migration on National Geographic. Oh. Not about loggerheads, but just about migration in general. So they go into monarch butterflies and wow. red crabs and wow. all of that is so wow. fascinating to me. Wow. How just migration, how mm-hmm. God set all of that up mm-hmm. for our world mm-hmm. to work. That's so good. In his ecosystem. That's so good. <laughs> I love that. Anyhow. Those so, are fun. There's some media for you. Check ya. some of those out. Well, if you are vacationing, you have your you have been warned. You may see some house rules posted in your property that you're careful with your flashlights on the beach at night. That's right. You don't know what you're going to mess up. Yeah. But if you are wanting to get close and and do it the right way, check out with the nearby rangers or um, what they're doing. Ocean organizations and see if anybody does take a walk or wants be so to show cool. you where these hatchlings might be. So, well, we have a maybe I think we've got one more episode before we take our summer break. Yes. And so we'll be back with you guys next week for another great episode on Southern culture. But until then, Lainey, peace be with you. And also with y'all. <laughs>